All right. Hey, everybody. This is Coach Luke with Luke Humphrey Running. And uh, I know a while ago we did a little talk on uh, how much marathon volume is uh, appropriate in your week when you are doing marathon training. <clears throat> and so uh, my goal is to get through pretty much all the major variables in training. So threshold, speed, maybe break the speed down a little bit, marathon pace, long runs, all that good stuff, right? So um, so today I want to do threshold, right? And so uh, the question is the same as what it was for the marathon is how much of our of our week should be threshold when we when we're saying we're going to do threshold, right? So um, and it's always good to have that guide, right? So um, you know, I talked about the 80-20 rule in training. 80% of our work is easy, 20% is hard. Like I said before, the question then becomes what is hard, what is easy? Uh, in terms of hard, how should that look? What what, how, what does that 20% actually look like? Um, so I want to, like I said, I want to give you some general guidelines. Um, in terms of 20%, for most of my athletes, that's going to be anything faster than half marathon pace. I usually do not include marathon pace in that 20%. Some people will. I don't because... A lot of times it's either below, right at, or right over your aerobic threshold or threshold one. We'll talk about different thresholds here in a second, but, um, you know, you basically have two thresholds, one where you start to see an increase in lactic acid. And then the second one where you start to see the exponential rise. So beyond that point, even if you hold the same pace, lactic acid is still going to increase in the bloodstream, right? So that's kind of what we're talking about. So the first threshold happens much sooner. Um, for a lot of people, they don't even race the marathon at, at above their aerobic threshold. If you talk about a, a four or four, really, I would say probably like a four thirty-five hour marathon, or they're not even they're not even racing above that. They're racing below it. Um, so I don't include it for the vast majority of people. Uh, I, actually, I probably won't include it for for pretty much anybody because the people who are running well under three hours, they have a very high aerobic threshold and they're still probably right around what that number is. So, um, so in any case, for the vast majority of people, I'm talking about uh, lactate threshold or above or half marathon pace, probably a little bit slower than that. Uh, for most people, lactate threshold um, is going to, so ideally what lactate threshold is, is the pace in practical terms, it's a pace you can hold for about an hour. So for some people, that's anything from 10K pace to maybe just under 20K pace. If you're, you know, a top, a top elite, top elite runner, world-class runners are under that probably actually. So, um, you know, if, if you can run a half marathon in under an hour, which a number of people can, um, they're going to be under, you know, their threshold is going to be actually slower than their, uh, than their half marathon pace. So, um, but so right now let's just look at the threshold work. Um, to be clear as mud, Threshold has a lot of a lot of names. Um, so the most current that I see is LT2, which stands for the second lactate threshold. You know, I mentioned the, the aerobic or LT1, and then this one, the second lactate threshold. So in practical matters, it's the point where blood lactate starts to accum accumulate exponentially, right? So even if you, you get to that point and you even, even if you stay right there, lactic acid is going to start to um, accumulate in the blood regardless of pace, right? Like as you're getting to that point, it'll increase as you increase in pace. But if you were to stop below lactate threshold in theory, it would kind of level off and it wouldn't keep keep going up. Um, but you may have also heard the terms anaerobic threshold, 
lactate threshold, onset of blood lactate accumulation or OBLA or MLSS, which is maximal lactate steady state. For all intents and purposes, these are the same numbers, right? So um, they're talking about the same inflection point on there. So if you have that, good. Now, now you know, now you want to know how much can I include in my weekly volume? And so as a rule of thumb, what everything I've seen, and I would say our plans line up pretty well with this, is that it include about 10% of my weekly mileage in the form of threshold work. Um, and so again, I have to caveat this with the point being that not every week has to include 10% of your weekly mileage at threshold. I'm just saying like if you're training calls for threshold work, it should be about 10% of the 10% of the week. Um, if you are at that point, what should my guidelines be? What kind of work I should I be doing? Um, right. So, okay. So let's talk about the, uh, the guidelines there. So the guidelines would be, so obviously like if you're running 20 to 30 miles a week, two to three miles a week should be how much work you're getting in 40 miles a week, you can go up to four, five, 50 miles a week, you can go up to five, 60 miles a week, you can go up to six miles of threshold work a week. Right. So pretty easy, pretty easy math on that. Um, now, as far as the kind of workouts you should be doing, uh, the basis of theory, there's really two options. The first is the traditional tempo. Um, that is where you're doing, you know, a straight up run at threshold. Um, you know, they call it comfortably hard, but I feel like it's more than comfortably hard, right? Um, but in any case, um, so it's a straight up run, shorter distance, 20 to 30 minutes. And then the second would be... Um, repeats at your LT. Um, so five by K at LT, six by 800 at LT, stuff like that, right? Um, is either of them better than the other? Not really. I just say that they both have a place in training. Um, I would use both in training. Um, they different features, um, you know, so like if you're a newer runner and, you know, you're not sure you can go three miles at your threshold pace, you know, it's pretty easy to break up and do it in intervals and rat accumulate that volume over a course of several repeats, then gradually build into where you can do a threshold, a threshold tempo run. Um, and so, you know, and then as a, as a, uh, higher mileage runner, um, it might make sense, more sense to do kind of repeats to get up to that six, seven, you know, mile range, like a six, seven mile tempo runs going to be pretty darn aggressive. Um, and it's not something that I would do on a regular basis, but breaking that up into like six by mile or, um, you know, four by mile and a half, something like that, doing it at LT pace, you know, that's, that's a lot more, um, sustainable than doing, um, six, seven mile tempo runs every, every single week. Right. Um, so for tempos, most most coaches agree that 20-minute tempo at LT is a staple of building stamina in the endurance runner. Um, coaches will extend those out based on ability. For, so, for example, um, and I read you know, read Joe Hill's work. He talks about extending these out to six, six to eight-plus miles for his elite runners. And when I, I mean, we're talking like either professional or his collegiate runners when he was coaching college, but his collegiate runners were – very, very good runners. We're talking, you know, low 28 minute 10 K runners, maybe under 28 minute 10 K runners, um, stuff like that. Right. So national caliber runners that he's talking about. Now, on the other hand, Jack Daniels also talks about doing longer tempo runs, but on his, he slows the pace down the further out you go. 
And so by the time you get out to like 60 minutes or so, pace is actually probably most closer to marathon pace than it is the original threshold pace. So there's some different variations on that. Um, and both coaches are obviously very successful. So, um, you know, it probably just depend on what type of runner you are. If you're more of a marathon based type runner, that Jack Daniels might be more the way they go. If you're more of a speedster or a very strong runner, you know, something like a longer tempo might be your, your stronger, stronger suit. So it all depends. Um, as a lower mileage runner, a 20 to 30 mile tempo run might essentially be two to three miles allotted for your threshold allowance for the week. Yeah. It also might be a pretty tough run, like I mentioned. So if you're, if you're a higher mileage runner and 20 minute tempo might be four miles, but you might be under that 10% allotment too. So then we have an issue. Do we get the extra few miles of them in another workout, make the current workout longer, just let it go. Um, and that's where LT repeats can come in for both groups, right? So, um, so for the lower mileage group, it's not used to running a two to three mile straight up run like that. And it's pretty tar- hard for them. Like I said, maybe we start out with four by 800 and move up to five by K or something like that over the course of a few weeks. And then maybe you can go into miles and then a tempo run, something like that. Right. So there's a lot of different options or for the higher mileage, maybe we break that up into um, different repeats where we can extend the actual volume that they can get out um, during the, they had to LT pace, but still stay within the parameters and make it a manageable workout. All right. So LT repeats would be any other repeat you did just for speed, just a little bit slower with less recovery. Right. But if you're a 10 K runner, it might be the same pace. Right. Um, you know, if you're a 60 minute 10 K runner, you know, you might be doing the same, same type of pace, um, but less recovery. Um, you might end up with a little overall volume. Overall, we are looking at repeats that are maybe three minutes in length with a pretty short recovery. So for most athletes, anywhere from 600s to 800s to kilometers are really going to fit the distance for vast majority of people, right? So I think five minute pace per mile, I think is like 309 per K. So if you're slower than that, Ks are probably about as long as you really want to go um, for the most part, right? Maybe once in a while, you extend it out for longer ones. But so some examples would be, six to 10 by 800 um, that, you know, for a lot of people, that's going to be two thirty to three minutes, maybe more, maybe up to four minutes, five minutes, um, five to 10 by one K four to four, or eight, four to eight by 1200 meters. Those are all really good staple LT repeat workouts, right? Get you about three to five, maybe six miles worth of work, a little bit of re- recovery in between a little bit more tolerable for the athlete. Um, When would I use these? And that's that's the big question. So one is when a person's just building up, and that's regardless of ability. Um, I would do that with a beginner, and I would also do that um, with a more advanced runner. It just probably the only thing that's going to change is the volume of repeats that we're doing. So for just starting out the beginning of the segment, it allows the athlete to accumulate more accumulate more time and volume without quite as much stress. Just as a time when we're trying to build up volume and gradually add intensity, this is a much more tolerable way to do it. And it also opens the door for getting creative with some different workouts, right? So um, I have, I think I have it linked at the bottom of the, of the post here um, where I talk about combination or mixed pace workout, something like that. We can get a little bit of different workout in where we can start out a little bit slower, end up a little bit faster. Um, if LT is hard when you're coming then going through the repeat route is a little easier 
it's a little easier to recover from, um, and it can allow for a second quality session in in with the in the week, um, even if there's another long run. Uh, if we place it right, so like I don't know if I would necessarily go that Tuesday Thursday option with doing a lot of roughly LT work. Um, I might actually space it out a little bit more, maybe go Tuesday, Friday. Um, if my long runs aren't super long, if I'm training for like a 10K or 10K, maybe a half. Um, and in the early on session, I might, if I have a 10 mile long run, I might go work out long run, then work out on the weekend just to give myself a little bit more recovery time between two faster paced workouts. I think that's makes it a lot easier to, to handle. Um, and you could do that where maybe you do the workout on Saturday. Um, and then it gives you Sunday and Monday to recover before your next workout on Tuesday. So there's, there's definitely ways you can play this. And I think it opens up a lot of, a lot of options for, for people. Um, the main thing I say, I, I don't want you to think that I'm anti-tempo run. I just think that that's what people focus on mostly. And I just want to be clear that there's other ways to do it that might actually be as beneficial, if not more beneficial for, for runners at certain times of their training. Um, and at higher mileage, when you're running for a half marathon, you know, you're talking about doing workouts like, you know, two times three miles or, um, three times two miles. When you're talking about repeats, that are going to last maybe 15 to 20 minutes on their own, which would almost be a threshold running on its own. And we're doing that multiple times in the same workout. So it's not, not saying that I don't like tempos for one bit. I also like tempos, um, you know, in, in the right time, especially for a 10 K or half marathon, where you could either do a race that's going to be in that 20 to 30 minute range, uh, or you can do a straight up tempo run and get an idea if your fitness is moving along and you can have it as a checkpoint in your development. So I, I definitely want, I would want to see both of these in, in your training segment. You know, and I mentioned it earlier, but what about doing half marathon pace work? So if what I, by that, I mean, if LT is faster than my, if like for me, for instance, like if I can run a, you know, if I can run a one fifteen half, then my LT is at roughly an hour. That's LT is much faster than my, um, my half marathon pace. So if I want to do it, if I'm training for a half marathon, then I still need to do that work, right? I need to know what that race pace feels like. And so I love having half marathon pace in there. So but, you know, the faster you get, the closer to half marathon pace your true LT is, the slower you are, the further away you get from L LT, what that pace is. And so regardless, half marathon pace is significantly slower than LT. So I don't necessarily adhere to that 10% guideline as much. And especially if like you're a two hour and above half marathoner, I'm actually probably going to treat you more like a marathoner, right? And I would almost treat you know, giving, instead of giving you a 10 mile tempo at marathon pace, it might give you a five mile tempo at half marathon pace and it'll still be significantly under your, or slower than your LT, which isn't going to be nearly as stressful as what doing a five mile tempo at your L at your LT would be. Right. So it's easier, it's easier to manage that workload. And so Secondly, a race pace, I, you know, I want that person to be dialed in by the time their race comes around. So that last six weeks, I still want a lot of work at half marathon pace. So you were, we're not sure you what a little bit later, what that's going to look like, but that's the point. I'd rather, I'd rather you do some work at LT and a bigger workout at half marathon pace. Right. So that's where I would, I would want you to be. Um, how much that is uh, to me, it really depends on the person, how well they're, they seem to be tolerating the work that I'm giving them. 
how much how, how good they're recovering. Um, if they feel like they're getting into a hole that's too deep, then we will probably switch things up. Maybe just focus as we get closer to the race, switch that focus from LT to half marathon pace and just increase the workload on that. Um, so I have a chart here in the post. Uh, you know, if I'm a beginner, my LT work's probably going to be anywhere from 400 repeats to 1K repeats. Half marathon repeat, half marathon work's going to look more like 800 to a mile repeats. And then I'm going to try to build that up to where I'm doing two to four mile runs at my goal pace, my goal half marathon pace. For an intermediate runner, we're looking at 600 to 1200 repeats for the LT work. And then for half marathon, I'm going to probably start out at one to two mile repeats. And I'm going to build up to three to six miles at race pace. If I'm an advanced runner. I'm going to probably start out at 800 meter repeats for the LT stuff and move up to a mile, maybe do two to three K repeats. It really depends on the person, how advanced we're talking here. Um, but I might do something like that. As far as half marathon work, what we're talking about is um, doing one to three mile repeats and then moving up to runs of three to seven miles at my goal pace. And that would get you really like, like, like that last six weeks, we're going to shift that focus from doing repeats to maybe doing the longer tempos, probably break it up a little bit with some repeats there every second or third week. Um, but for the most part, that sh that shift will focus to the longer tempo runs there. So, so that being said, the bottom line is that, you know, LT work, you're going to keep at 10%. I think you have some room to wiggle on that half marathon work. I would treat it almost like it's separate category, category, right? So if I'm doing 10% of LT work my week, I'm going to look, I'm going to look at probably about the same up to maybe 10 to 15% at half marathon pace. The percentage is actually probably going to be bigger if I'm a slower half marathoner at running less mileage. So if I'm only running 30 miles a week, that percentage might look more like 15% towards the end of the segment um, as far as the half marathon work goes. But I would really just treat those as almost two separate categories of work. Right. And, uh, um, but I think as long as you keep keep the LT work to under to 10% or under, and then keep the half marathon pace work to like 10 to 15%, you're going to be pretty good on that. And so that's where I'm at with threshold work. Uh, that's You can kind of get an idea of how I'm thinking about things when I'm writing schedules for people. And if you look at our half marathon schedules, I know the classic ones probably need some updating. And that's something that we'll probably be looking at very, very soon. So, all right, with that, Thank you very much, and uh, I will talk to you later.